Hello, and welcome to All Things Plantagenet. My name is Donnie Hazel, and I am your host. To all of my original listeners, welcome back. To those new to the show, welcome. I am a storytelling historian with a great love for the Plantagenet dynasty, as I am a direct descendant to Geoffrey of Anjou via my paternal line on my grandmother Carter's side. I descend through Diana Skipwith, daughter of Sir Henry Skipwith and Amy Kemp. Diana married Captain Thomas Carter. They immigrated to the Americas in 1650, settling in Barford in Lancaster County, Virginia. So with that said, please like and download the show as it helps other listeners learn about the show. If you wish to support this podcast, there is a link for you to do so, and it would be much appreciated as it would help with costs of maintaining the website www.allthingsplantagenet.com where you can find the podcast as well as extra items for each episode you can read or download. You can also find great books and videos for sale as well. Feel free to also visit our Facebook page. A link is provided as well on the website. Okay, on to the episode. Act 1 of The Life and Death of King John by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act One, Scene One, King John's Palace. Enter King John, Queen Eleanor, Pembroke, Essex, Salisbury, and others with Chatillon. Now say, Chatillon, what would France with us? Thus, after greeting, speaks the King of France in my behavior to the Majesty, the borrowed majesty of England here. A strange beginning, borrowed majesty. Silence, good mother. Hear the embassy. Philip of France, in right and true behalf of thy deceased brother, Geoffrey's son, Arthur Plantagenet, lays most lawful claim to this fair island and the territories, to Ireland, Poitiers, Anjou, Touraine, Maine, desiring thee to lay aside the sword which sways usurpingly these several titles, and put these same into young Arthur's hand, thy nephew and right royal sovereign. What follows if we disallow of this? The proud control of fierce and bloody war, to enforce these rights so forcibly withheld. Here have we war for war and blood for blood, controlment for controlment. So answer France. Then take my king's defiance from my mouth, the farthest limit of my embassy. Bear mine to him, and so depart in peace. Be thou as lightning in the eyes of France, for ere thou canst report I will be there. The thunder of my cannon shall be heard, so hence be thou the trumpet of our wrath and sullen presage of your own decay. An honourable conduct let him have. Pembroke, look to it. Farewell, Chatillon. Exeunt, Chatillon, and Pembroke. What now, my son? Have I not ever said how that ambitious Constance would not cease? till she had kindled France and all the world upon the right and party of her son. This might have been prevented and made whole with very easy arguments of love, which now the manage of two kingdoms must, with fearful bloody issue, arbitrate. Our strong possession and our right for us. Your strong possession much more than your right, or else it must go wrong with you and me. So much my conscience whispers in your ear, which none but heaven and you and I shall hear. 
Enter a sheriff. My liege, here is the strangest controversy that from country to be judged by you that e'er I heard. Shall I produce the men? Let them approach. Our abbeys and our priories shall pay this expedition's charge. Enter Robert and the bastard. What men are you? Your faithful subject, I, a gentleman born in Northamptonshire, and eldest son, as I suppose, to Robert Falconbridge, a soldier, by the honour-giving hand of Coeur de Lyon knighted in the field. What art thou? The son and heir to that same Falconbridge. Is that the elder, and art thou the heir? You came not of one mother, then, it seems. Most certain of one mother, mighty king, that is well known and, as I think, one father. But for the certain knowledge of that truth, I put you all to heaven and to my mother. Of that I doubt, as all men's children may. Out on thee, rude man! Thou dost shame thy mother, and wound her honour with this diffidence. I, madam? No, I have no reason for it. That is my brother's plea, and none of mine. The which, if he can prove, a-pops me out at least from fair five hundred pounds a year. Heaven guard my mother's honour and my land. A good blunt fellow. Why, being younger born, doth he lay claim to thine inheritance? I know not why, except to get the land. But once he slandered me with bastardy. But whether I be as true begot or no, that still I lay upon my mother's head but that I am as well begot, my liege, fair for the bones that took the pains for me, compare our faces, and be judge yourself. If old Sir Robert did beget us both, and were our father and this son like him, oh, old Sir Robert, father on my knee, I give heaven thanks I was not like to thee. Why, what a madcap hath heaven lent us here! He hath the trick of Coeur de Lyon's face, the accent of his tongue affecteth him, do you not read some tokens of my son in the large composition of this man? Mine eye hath well examined his parts, and finds them perfect, Richard. Sirrah, speak. What doth move you to claim your brother's land? Because he hath a half-face like my father. With half that face would he have all my land. A half-faced groat five hundred pound a year. My gracious liege, when that my father lived, your brother did employ my father much. Well, sir, by this you cannot get my land. Your tale must be how he employed my mother. And once dispatched him in an embassy to Germany, there with the emperor to treat of high affairs touching that time. The advantage of his absence took the king, and in the meantime sojourned at my father's where how he did prevail i shame to speak but truth is truth large lengths of seas and shores between my father and my mother lay as i have heard my father speak himself when this same lusty gentleman was got upon his deathbed he by will bequeathed his lands to me and took it on his death that this my mother's son was none of his and if he were, he came into the world full fourteen weeks before the course of time. Then, good my liege, let me have what is mine, my father's land, as was my father's will. Sirrah, your brother is legitimate. 
your father's wife did after wedlock bear him and if she did play false the fault was hers which fault lies on the hazards of all husbands that marry wives tell me how if my brother who as you say took pains to get this son had of your father claimed this son for his in sooth good friend your father might have kept this calf bred from his cow from all the world in sooth he might then if he were my brother's my brother might not claim him nor your father being none of his refuse him this concludes my mother's son did get your father's heir your father's heir must have your father's land shall then my father's will be of no force to dispossess that child which is not his of no more force to dispossess me sir than was his will to get me as i think whether hadst thou rather be a falconbridge and like thy brother to enjoy thy land or the reputed son of coeur de Lyon, lord of thy presence and no land beside madam and if my brother had my shape and i had his sir robert's his like him and if my legs were two such riding-rods my arms such eel-skinned stuffed my face so thin that in mine ear i durst not stick a rose lest men should say look where three farthings goes and to his shape were heir to all this land what i might never stir from off this place i would give it every foot to have this face i would not be sir nob in any case i like thee well wilt thou forsake thy fortune bequeath thy land to him and follow me i am a soldier and now bound to france brother take you my land i'll take my chance your face hath got five hundred pound a year yet sell your face for fivepence and tis dear madam i'll follow you unto the death nay i would have you go before me thither our country manners give our betters way what is thy name philip my liege so is my name begun philip good old sir robert's wife's eldest son from henceforth bear his name who's from thou bearst kneel thou down philip but rise more great arise sir richard and plantagenet brother by the mother's side give me your hand my father gave me honour yours gave land now blessed by the hour by night or day when i was got sir robert was away the very spirit of plantagenet i am thy grandam richard call me so madam by chance but not by truth what though something about a little from the right in at the window or else or the hatch who dares not stir by day must walk by night and have is have however men do catch near or far off well one is still well shot and i am i howe'er i was begot go falconbridge now hast thou thy desire a landless knight makes thee a landed squire come madam and come richard we must beat for france for france for it is more than need brother adieu good fortune come to thee for thou wast got to the way of honesty exeunt all but bastard a foot of honour better than i was but many a many foot of land the worse well now can i make any joan a lady good den sir richard god a mercy fellow 
and if his name be George, I'll call him Peter, for new-made honour doth forget men's names. Tis too respective and too sociable for your conversion. Now your traveller, he and his toothpick at my worship's mess, and when my nightly stomach is sufficed, why, then I suck my teeth and catechise my picked man of countries. My dear sir, thus leaning on my elbow, I begin, I shall beseech you. That is question now, and then comes answer, like an absy book. Oh, sir, says answer, at your best command, at your employment, at your service, sir. No, sir, says question, I, sweet sir, at yours. And so, ere answer knows what question would, saving in dialogue of compliment, and talking of the Alps and Apennines, the Pyrenean and the River Po, it draws towards supper, in conclusion so. But this is worshipful society, and fits the mounting spirit like myself for he is but a bastard to the time that doth not smack of observation. And so am I, whether I smack or no, and not alone in habit and device, exterior form, outward accoutrement, but from the inward motion to deliver sweet, sweet, sweet poison for the age's tooth, which, though I will not practise to deceive, yet to avoid deceit, I mean to learn, for it shall strew the footsteps of my rising. But who comes in such haste in riding-robes? What woman-post is this? Hath she no husband that will take pains to blow a horn before her? Enter Lady Falconbridge and Gurney. Oh, me! It is my mother! How now, good lady? What brings you here to court so hastily? Where is that slave, thy brother? Where is he? that holds in chase mine honour up and down. My brother Robert, old Sir Robert's son, Colbrand the giant, that same mighty man, is it Sir Robert's son that you seek so? Sir Robert's son, ay, thou unreverend boy, Sir Robert's son, why scornst thou at Sir Robert? He is Sir Robert's son, and so art thou. James Gurney, wilt thou give us leave a while? Good lave, good Philip. Philip? Sparrow, James, there's toys abroad. Anon, I'll tell thee more. Exit, Gurney. Madam, I was not old Sir Robert's son. Sir Robert might have et his part in me upon Good Friday, and ne'er broke his fast. Sir Robert could do well. Marry, to confess, could he get me? Sir Robert could not do it. We know his handiwork. Therefore, good mother, to whom am I beholding for these limbs? Sir Robert never hoped to make this leg. Hast thou conspired with thy brother too, that for thine own gain shouldst defend mine honour? What means this scorn, thou most untoward knave? Knight, knight, good mother, basilisco-like. What I am dubbed, I have it on my shoulder. But, mother, I am not Sir Robert's son. I have disclaimed Sir Robert and my land. Legitimation name, and all is gone. Then, good my mother, let me know my father. Some proper man, I hope. Who was it, mother? Hast thou denied thyself a Falconbridge? 
as faithfully as I deny the devil. King Richard Curdeleon was thy father, by long and vehement suit I was seduced, to make room for him in my husband's bed. Heaven lay not my transgression to my charge, thou art the issue of my dear offence, which was so strongly urged past my defence. Now by this light, were I to get again, madam, I would not wish a better father. Some sins do bear their privilege on earth, and so doth yours. Your fault was not your folly. Needs must you lay your heart at his dispose, subjected tribute to commanding love, against whose fury and unmatched force the aweless lion could not wage the fight, nor keep his princely heart from Richard's hand. He that perforce robs lions of their hearts may easily win a woman's. Ay, my mother, with all my heart I thank thee for my father. Who lives and dares but say thou didst not well when I was got, I'll send his soul to hell. Come, lady, I will show thee to my kin, and they shall say, when Richard me begot, if thou hadst said him nay, it had been sin. Who says it was, he lies. I say, t'was not. Exeunt. End of Act One.